Welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast, the show intended to help you get more out of your everyday time in the Word. This is a ministry of Compass Bible Church in North Texas, and if you'd like to join along with our daily Bible reading program, you can do so by going to compassntx.org and clicking on the Daily Bible Reading tab. Thanks for joining in for today's episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Hey, it's uh, what day is today? It's Friday. March 1st. You made it. Happy to, leap, uh, post March. leap day. Yeah. Now let's get ready for the the solar eclipse, which you, you were so excited about. How's your leap day? It was fine. I had to do this podcast with this, with this other guy that I, uh, it was fine. <laughs> Didn't really want to do. I mean, you know, you yeah. got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> I got to have lunch with Angelo at uh, Valerie's Tacos. Does he have hair yet, that guy? He Is he trying uh, for hair? I don't think so. I'm okay. just, just curious. No. No? Right, no. Nope. Well. Yeah. Where'd you guys go? Valerie's Tacos. Valerie. So the same place that Tim recommended I go, you finally went. And what, what's your review? Come I on. Thought it, I thought it was master. really good. I thought it was really good. That, that's it? Yeah. Tell, tell us more. That's, that's it. Listen, dude, I'm a Texas. I'm, I'm, I'm from here. So I can appreciate California Mexican food for what it is, but I'm not. <laughs> like, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why do you say it like that? Because I can I'm, appreciate it for what it is. As, because, as though it's something like it's a thing that doesn't matter much. On my, um, like in my life, yeah, it's it's it was good food, but I'm not like, oh, dude, finally, I, I've been missing this for the last eight months. I can't believe I finally found a place that has authentic. Why are you breaking my desk? Because I'm mad now. <laughs> Clearly, this is this is not the way I wanted this conversation to go. But go ahead, you're keep still, saying what you're saying. You're still breaking my desk. Um, look, it was good food, it, I, but I'm sorry, like, I don't, I, it, corn tortillas, not my jam, like. I can there is far more they, to Mexican food than corn tortillas. Uh, yeah, well, fair. But like I had some good tacos al pastor. They were delicious. <laughs> I had two of them and some elote. It was all great. It hit the spot. But like again, this is not like my life is back to normal now that I found decent California Mexican food in Texas. Like, okay, great. And my, the company was great. I, I loved my lunch with Angelo. This is not a reflection on my time with Angelo at all. It was good food. I enjoyed it. Angelo can attest to that. I cleaned my plate. But I'm just saying, being from here, like, it's it's not, it's not. Doesn't move the needle for It doesn't you. move the needle. So, everyone, this is why you need to pray for your brothers and sisters. We're all <laughs> at different places and stages of growth. And clearly, not everyone is as mature as you want them to be. When you feel that sense of, why can't you be better? Pray for them and pray for you. That's the takeaway. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll just say California Mexican food does not stir my affections for Christ. California Mexican food is the best kind of Mexican food. I, I guess I, maybe any place close to the border that has a, a, a good representation. It's really tasty. The, the sauce, the salsa is delicious. Flavors of the meat on par with all that is good and right and holy in the world. Now, now I'm not saying it's perfect, uh, but I think it's pretty close to being a, a, almost anyone, anyone's favorite food. It's going to be up there. It's going to be almost top three. anyone. Almost anyone. Almost anyone. Go and throw a dart at the, at the map and you ask them, hey, what's your favorite food? They're going to say California Mexican. Listen, Most man, of the time. I'm not telling you that I think that Tex-Mex is better or anything. I, Mexican food just doesn't, it's not my jam at all. I just, it's like, it's good. It's there. And I can, I can, I, great. Let's eat it. But it's not like, it doesn't warm my heart. You'd rather have pasta is what you're saying. I'd, dude, I would spaghetti. eat spaghetti every meal for the rest of my life. Or I'll, I'll take barbecue too. Okay. Yeah. I love barbecue. I don't see barbecue or Mexican food in, in contention with one another. In fact, they are both God's gifts. Right. But I will fight you about the spaghetti. Good, but not that good. That's fine. 
This is what makes us different. See, this is the variety that exists in no, the body of Christ. No, this is not that. This is disunity. This is ungodliness. <laughs> uh, no, it was good. It was fun. And uh, I had a good time with Angelo. So, hey, we were going to talk about taxes here, but Pastor Rod doesn't want to. So we're not going to talk about taxes. Pay taxes to whom taxes are owed. There's, that's all we need to say about that. Okay. There you go. There's, there's, <laughs> there's your pastoral. If you guys want to hear us talk about taxes, send us an email. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about taxes on the podcast. Or don't. Or don't. But hey, you know what? Right now we're going to talk about numbers. So a different kind of numerical information. <laughs> right. Not taxes numbers. We're talking about numbers numbers. Right. Yeah. In the wilderness, as the Hebrew title is called. In the wilderness. Uh, we are in numbers 16 through 17 and then uh, Psalm 90? No, 14, 15. 14 and 15 90. in Psalm 90. Ah, thank you. See, my numbers were all off. And you want to talk about taxes. <sighs> I probably shouldn't right now, yeah because I, I'm not even in the right Numbers place. Numbers are all off. Numbers 14 and 15, and then Psalm 90. There it is. Okay, yep, that makes more sense. Uh, yeah, I, I referenced this the other day. Here it is, uh, verses two through four. And the people grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, would that we had died in the land of Egypt or that we had died in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land? Ah! And they said to one another, verse four, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. This is how crazy this group of people are at this point in time. They're ready to, to take the guy and appoint a leader and, and turn around and just go back home. Go back to Egypt. Uh, what a short-term memory they have in, in failing to remember God's goodness to them and kindness to them, but also failing to remember the misery of their slavery in Egypt. And this is a microcosm of the flesh and the spirit that battle within the believer, that, that the flesh will so often rise up and look back fondly at sin and think, why am I struggling? Why am I fighting? Why am I battling? I want to go back to sin. And so let's go back because sin was so good. Sin offered so many satisfying pleasures for us. And it's important for us to look at that, look at our flesh, the way that we look at these foolish Israelites in the wilderness and say, what are you thinking? How could you ever want to go back to this? This is obviously so clearly not a good thing. It's so much better to be freed from that slavery, even if you may be in the wilderness right now, because God is bringing you into the promised land. And so just a, 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 the, the, if I can be blunt, the stupidity of the people here to continually come back and be like, let's wow. go back. That was blunt. Yeah, well, you got me all riled up about Mexican <laughs> I got stuff. you riled up. Okay, so there's a building next to our office. Uh, it's kind of, uh, if you walk down the block and you go, there's this, I guess it's a kid's daycare center or something like that. On their wall, they have a mural that says, fear is a liar. You ever see that, Pastor uh -huh. PJ? Yeah. Uh -huh. I think that could be painted right here on, on the beginning of chapter 14. Yep. Because it's their fear that's provoking this totally irrational decision on their part. And so often that happens to all of us where we let fear drive our decision making. It is fear that God won't provide, that God won't do what he promised to do, fear that God isn't as good as he says he is. It's often fear that's behind some of our worst decisions. And the takeaway for us is so clear. Trust the Lord. Yep. He's been faithful. Has he not been? In fact, this is one of the reasons I love journaling. In fact, I, I referenced my journal recently, one of my sermons, because I go back and I look at what God has done. And I'm like, oh, there, there, there's a way that God has delivered. There's a way that God has preserved. There's a way that God has shown mercy. And so many times I find myself delighted because I forget things. I'm like, oh yeah, I for, that, that's right. That mm -hmm. thing that happened. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I forgot about. I mean, yeah, uh, we talked about the time that we were here about this time last year. Uh, I guess it's today's March. So it was been February of last year. We were here. We were delayed on the, on the plane. American airlines failed us again and again and again and again and again. And then once more after that, 
Uh, and then we finally got here and we were talking about how, how fun and enjoyable that season was, because even though we didn't get here on our timeline, we still had a great time hanging out together. We did. Um, God uses our past to instruct us for our future. If you're willing to listen to that, don't let fear tell you the story. Let God tell you the story, trust him and walk in that path. Yeah. Well, remember the the context here is the the spies report of the situation in the promised land. And so the, yeah, they're, they're afraid of going in and, and doing this. And so the, the the two that aren't Joshua and Caleb, and they speak up and they say no 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 this is this is not what we should be doing. Verses five through nine, they, they plead with the people, saying, "Remember God's faithfulness; He will bring us in; He will give us victory." And uh, yet the the people shut them up and and uh, reject their counsel and reject their uh, their pleading. And the Lord says, "Okay, Moses, stand back. I'm going to vaporize them all and start over with you again." And yet again. As is the pattern, Moses intercedes. Moses intercedes for the people, pleads with the Lord, asks him to be patient and long-suffering with them, which the Lord agrees. And then this is the chapter, chapter 14, where we uh, get the, the the sentence of the 40 years and the, the condemnation of the generation that refused to take possession of the promised land. Verse 34, according to the number of the days which you spot out the land, 40 days, a year for each day, you shall bear your iniquity for 40 years and you shall know my displeasure. Now, in a, a few days, we're going to be all the way done with this 40, 40 years. years afterward. Yeah, right. a, lot, a lot of white space. Right. So we're going to end up in a few days here where Aaron's going to die. And when you see Aaron die, that should be the signal that this 40 years is almost over. Yeah, and Miriam. And, uh, and Miriam, yeah. So uh, this, is, this is a blink of an eye, but this is significant. Their faithlessness leads to the, the death of an entire generation. And a whole lifetime of people that... I mean, we have no idea what's happening in those pages. Right. We have a few snapshots, but it seems like largely the image is a, is a bad one. Right. One where Israel does not follow the Lord, does not honor him. And this is terrible. I, I love Moses' intercession, uh, but you'll notice as Moses prays, what he's doing is praying God's promises back to him. That's a mark of a good intercessor. He knows God's word and says, God, doesn't your word say this? Isn't this consistent with your character that you want to do A, B, C, and D? I love that picture, uh, but it's a, it's a sad picture. It's a sad one that Moses has to provide because of Israel's behavior. Right. Right. Well, after Moses breaks the news to the people, hey, this is what's going to happen. God's not happy. They rally together and they go, okay, well, then never mind. Never mind. We'll Just go do kidding. It. Yeah. Lol. We're, we're ready. We're ready, God. And God says no. And yet they do it anyways and they get defeated. Uh, they get defeated. And in fact, again, you're going to notice some bookends. Uh, the people that defeat them here. In just a few chapters, Israel is going to come back and end up defeating the, those people. But that's, again, almost at the end of this 40-year wandering that's taken place in the interim there. And so they're dealt this blow, this defeat. Um, then we get to chapter 15 and enter into uh, more of the law, more of the law about sacrifices, uh, sacrificing offerings, Sabbaths and tassels, and more just general reminders to the people about um how to approach the Lord and, and how they should go about offering their sacrifices. And there's a lot of redundancy and, and some repetition with, uh, with what we've already seen in the book of numbers and Leviticus for that matter in this chapter. And so pastor Rod, any thoughts as to why we have this section again here, because chapter 16, we get more narrative with Korah's rebellion. We're going to touch on that tomorrow, but there's narrative uh, narrative. And then in the center section is reminders about some sacrificial stuff that he's kind of already gone over before with us. Yeah. This is an interesting part where is, okay, why is chapter 15, chapter 15? Why, why is it here? And my only thought about this is perhaps God is saying, look, even though you royally messed up, the covenant is still on. The mm -hmm. covenant is still in play at, in, and enforced. You should still be aware that these are the things you still have to do. This is this is our covenant together. I'm not giving up on you. 
even though you've been so faithless and you've been so terrible here, I still, I still want this covenant. I'm still going to pursue you. This is what it looks like. Let's get back to doing the thing that we should be doing. Yeah. I think that's kind of it. And, and really, as you get back to the end of chapter 15, to the tassels on the garments, you have this sense where God's trying to create in, in the midst of Israel, constant reminders of their commitment to him and, and of his toward them. So you got the tassels on the garments with that. Jesus would have had. Mm-hmm. Jesus would have had these things. But I, th- I thought about that in light of our current situation, our current lives. And I thought it would be really helpful to have spiritual or physical reminders of spiritual realities, you know, whether it's your wallpaper or t-shirts or decor that you have on your wall or, or shirts that you wear with your kid. I mean, just anything that you can do in your life to remind yourself of who God is and who you are to him is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff for your walls, again, anything. This is why one of the reasons we love making compass swag because we want you to wear it and tell people what church you're part of. But on top of that, I mean, I got, I got on my, ch- my chest right now, John one twelve. Pastor PG, do you know what John one twelve says? I'm going to tell you. It says to all who believed in him, he gave the right to become children of God. I would have gotten that one right, by the way. I don't, well, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot and be like, oh, John three sixteen, <laughs> for God so loved the world. John one twelve. So, and, and this is, by the way, a connection to our student, our student ministry retreat. But it's stuff like this that helps remind us and reinforce what we're really about. God does this with Israel. That very practical measure can be done in your home too. Yeah. Yep. That's good. That's good. Well, then we're jumping over to Psalm 90. Uh, so you may think, what in the world? I thought the Psalms was King David and, and now we're in Psalm 90. We were in the book of Numbers. Why are we in Psalm 90? And here's one thing just to be ready for with this chronological plan. The Psalms are going to be interspersed. Chop, 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 chop. Yeah, throughout. Because we're going to be reading portions of David's life and you're going to be reading the Psalms that as best as we can understand were associated with those portions of David's life. So in past Bible reading plans, you may have started with Psalm 1 and read all the way through the end. Well, this time you're going to get through all the Psalms, but they're going to be portioned out differently. This one, uh, you'll even notice in Psalm 90, and maybe you've noticed this in the past reading through the book, but it says Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Wow. So herein we, we find the, the first psalm written is not written by King David or any of the others that were contributors to the book of the Psalms. It was written here by Moses. And we don't know for sure if it was at this point in time in Moses' life that he wrote this psalm, but it fits. It sure it, does. It fits what's going on, especially in light of the fact that God had just told an entire generation, you're going to die in the wilderness without taking possession of the promised land. And here right. you've got this psalm from Moses that really kind of crescendos as he prays that God would help and and cause us to remember our frailty, to remember the brevity of our life when he talks about a man's life being 70 or 80 years, um, to teach us to, to number our days, verse 12, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. So just a prayer for uh, a, a sobriety about our lives and in light of the brevity of our lives, the right conclusion about how we should spend our lives. Man, can I encourage you to memorize Psalm 90, verse 12? I have prayed this, I can't tell you how many times. And I'm sure uh, if you've prayed through some of the prayers that uh, John Piper recommends, Psalm 90, verse 14 also shows up, which you just quoted. Psalm 90, verse 12, though, I love that one. I, it, granted, it, it's probably best in, held in the context of Israel walking, walk, walking and wandering through the wilderness. But for us... How good is it for us to number our days, to not count every day as being an entitlement, but every day as being a gift. If we numbered our days and we thought at the most, I'm going to live probably 80 years on average. um, And even then, not a guarantee. I'm going to count my days wisely. I'm not going to frivolously throw them away. I'm going to make 
progress in my walk with Christ every single day because every day does in fact matter. And I love the contrast in this in this uh, passage here. God's timelessness compared and contrasted to our timeliness, our, our being bound to time. He is from everlasting to everlasting, but we're only here for 80 years at most. Count your days and make them count. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shane and Shane, by the way, we, we've talked about them recently. They've got uh, multiple albums of songs written from the Psalms and they've got one on this one actually. Oh, and, why don't you uh, sing it for us? I would, but no. Um, but one of the cool things about their Psalms albums is uh, most of the songs are the words of scripture that they've taken and, and put to music. And so as you're learning the songs, which we are... With some liberties. With some liberties, but most of them are. But as you're learning the Psalms, which God has made us musical people, and I think that's why you have these songs. We're going to see songs in a few chapters and numbers too. And I think one of the reasons is because we remember things musically. God has created us as musical people to remember things musically. You remember jingles from growing up and you remember songs from the nineties and, and, and there's just a way for that to, to, to treasure and hide the, the words in our hearts when they're put to melodies. And so, uh, that'd be a, a, a couple of, of albums that I would commend to you, by the way, super stoked. You brought up that song that they recorded recently, the, uh, beautiful scandalous night. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is an old song. Right. Old song. I saw yesterday. Kiss me. Nope, not that one. That, that's Six not pence. It. Nope, nope, not that. Okay. But Shane and Shane said, or at least alluded to strongly, that they're going to put out another vintage album. Oh, cool. Which uh, they did with did they some, tag you? some throwbacks. They didn't. They yeah, didn't they mention do that. They yeah. ought to do that. Yeah, so. Well, that's fine. I'm excited about that. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, Shane and Shane have an album called Vintage that uh, has some throwback 1990s era worship music that's super good and really well done. Yeah, it might make you want to say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. They didn't do that one. They didn't Yes, do yes, Lord, one. amen. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so Psalm 90, as Moses is reflecting, it fits here. Can we say beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is when it was written or recorded? No, we can't, but it makes sense. I see why the editors put it here. And it's a good choice. It is a good choice. Hey, you know what else is a good choice? Keep reading your Bibles. Read them tomorrow. Pick up with us again in the Daily Bible Reading tomorrow as we continue to read the book of Numbers. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. We hope and pray this has been a blessing to you and your time in the Word. If it has, if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a like, leave a comment, and share it with some friends and family, that would be awesome. If you need more information about Compass Bible Church here in North Texas, you can go to compassntx.org. Again, that's compassntx.org, and we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast.